You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Go ahead, make my film. It's B-Movies, thanks to Metse Bar, your source for all things NZIFF, thanks to the best place to go before or after. Thank you very much, Metse Bar. We love your Kai very much. Uh, and welcome, Matthew Crawley. How are you this morning? I'm really good, thank you. I'm getting, getting over the panic of hearing the sting for this section <laughs> while I was driving here 20 minutes ago. Hurry! Yeah, B-Movies Part 1 and Part 2. Yes, I love a good sequel. Yeah, we, we do love a good sequel. We're talking a documentary, though, today. Yeah. What, what, uh, what did you watch? I watched, and to be clear, I watched this in a sanctioned environment, uh, as organised by you good people at BFM. Very official. Um, the Little Richard documentary. And this is something I'd been really looking forward to and I'd, I'd actually pencilled it in for the very last day of the film festival. Sick. And now I'm going to shuffle things around and see something different. Um, but the Little Richard documentary, um, I'm going to just quickly look and see what it's officially called because I don't want to diss it by calling Little Richard, I Am Everything. And that title sums it up. I mean, Sick. he really was everything. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that... In terms of being a documentary itself, I didn't think of it as a great film. Um, in terms of like, you know, I think Moon Age Daydream for me came along and like really defined yes. what an amazing music documentary looks like. Totally. And there's plenty of other great ones. I'm really looking forward to the King Loser one. Da, 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 da. But um, in terms of it being a great film, it's not just as long as you know you're not going to go and come out and be like inspired to make the next yes. m- great movie. It's not necessarily going to change how you think about documentary making as an art form. No, but okay. I definitely learned a lot, especially cool. mm. uh, about the early kind of the early world he was inhabiting. You know, he was a young gay black man living in kind of, you know, conservative town, Christian town, and he kind of it's weird, like you'd sort of imagine that the story was sort of a, a sadder story for him, but he actually went and just found his people. Yeah. And it's amazing how long that same story's been happening, really, mm, like yeah. longer than I thought. There's, a, there's some interesting stuff about the early drag community and like how actually Little Richard kind of making himself more extravagant was the only way for him to be accepted. Mm, um, so interesting. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. yeah, well, it's sort of, you'd imagine that would be the way to get yourself seriously hurt. But in fact, there was this kind of weird um, scenario where like, and I think actually you see it in kind of doofhead rugby stag do's, right? Like they're the first, you know, there's certain people out there, like, <clears throat> like homophobic people who's, go-to for a stag do is to like put on a tutu and a yeah. and a whatever and it's like haha you know that's how or like everyone has to dress up as, as chicks and like then it's funny <laughs> trunks as grills um Classic. is that kind of thing where it's like it's so out there that it's acceptable and he was basically just like you know this he literally wore mirrors and um big hair and it was so it was really cool to see kind of where he got his inspiration from in terms of um some of the you know, early gospel screaming and the, um, you know, even some some big hair, early on big hair. Um, so yeah, there was. It, it's absolutely worth seeing if you're kind of remotely interested in the history of rock and roll. And it does repeatedly drive home the fact that, like in some really great parallel footage of like, uh, you know, Little Richard 
singing Tutti Frutti and then Pat Boone singing Tutti Frutti <laughs> and selling way more records, but just looking like everyone just being like a cold mm, sandwich mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> unbelievable how like you know there's the white people meme white people food meme at the moment yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean pat boone should really <laughs> be the soundtrack to that because it's oh my god it's quite amazing and just, and so there is some you know some great footage and um it's not a it's not always a happy story you know like yeah. he he really to the end of his life right to the end of his life maintained that he was never really given credit for basically starting rock and roll or mm. you know um and he was always well loved but yeah and he didn't he often didn't himself any favors he was i mean that that christian upbringing of his was really uh you know kind of gave him a two different sort of head spaces that he had totally. to occupy and he really went all out um from kind of being the openly very sexual kind of you know queer figure to being uh, literally like cutting his hair short, wearing suits, and saying, "God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve." Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. and like he was really um, tortured in that way, I think, and that's a, that's a massive shame. Um, but he certainly paved the way for, you know, there's a great montage in there about the people who he paved the way for. Totally, I suppose. Um, yeah, this this like I said, it's, I was watching. It's it's like nearly two hours long, and I watched it thinking. I'm not enjoying this as a, a movie as such, but it was absolutely well worth seeing if cool. if you're remotely curious about the world of Little Richard and to hey. go and see some history of rock and roll. Totally. And I was thinking, uh, you know, when I was arranging my own, you know, mad, <laughs> yeah. mad jigsaw puzzle of movies, uh, I was thinking watching that, like, it is actually crazy because he did really pioneer that mm. space and we still although yes in music scenes people talk about it but still broadly if you say the king of rock and roll it's still synonymous with like Elvis Presley yeah. and stuff and that mm. is actually a wild tale that we're still unpacking yeah. in the world um, I, I'm also fascinated because there's some some glamorous talking heads in this film who, who are some of the kind of people that pop up as I guess uh, voices around Little Richard lots and lots and lots of people that is kind of part of what I didn't love about it so much like where it's Moon Age Daydream like one of the things and not, not fair to compare them David Bowie's in the film but um, um, but for that one it was not like Bono sitting around talking about how great David Bowie was and that's mm. what I appreciated about it yeah right and there's a there's a fair amount of um, you know Little Richard talking for himself um, in old interviews and things like that but there's I mean there's a lot of it's cobbled together as well. That's the other thing is like cobbled together from past interviews. It's, uh, but there's like you know Mick Jagger's in there and like like I said, uh, David Bowie's in there and um, there's lots of people from his past in his band, which is always interesting. Like talking yeah. about how they got started and and sort of coming from poverty and Little Richard kind of putting them in, you know, in his band and starting to pay them and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there's some great early drag stories um and you know one surviving person from that era uh is particularly interesting a couple of people like you know someone a woman he fell in love with kind of of a sort and you know was really proud to be around yeah. <laughs> like she's in there <laughs> That's um, cool. it's pretty fabulous it's just uh, you know could do with a it could do with like a an, an edit or something <laughs> you know um there's this weird sort of i think what I didn't love about it so much was that it's this like kind of weird digital glittery effect that's Ooh, all the way uh, through it like in terms like it's trying to sew the story together I think right. with this kind of digital like 
I think the point is it's like there's glitter on everything he touched or something, but it's it came across like... Maybe unneeded. It reminded me of the... Have you seen The Tree of Life? No, but I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> Just yeah. the way that, like, The Tree of Life, I was so excited about this new, um, you know, f- film, and it was, and it, we had this weird, like, bad CGI dinosaurs and stars <laughs> and stuff, and I was like, what the hell? Anyway. Take that out, take that out. Yeah. But it sounds like one of those movies where if you want to learn about Little Richard, you should still absolutely go. If you want to totally. have, like, the experience of filmmaking be the reason for going to the movie, this is maybe not the one. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's just, you know, that's just that's just my gripe and I've decided to do an honest review. And I love an honest good. review. Um, I do. Uh, but but absolutely worth seeing. Like don't yeah, don't don't let me uh, dissuade you by that. What are you all excited to see? Um actually all the music programming is looking pretty cool mm. this year. I think in terms of music documentaries that look like they muck around with the concept of documentary, the one about Earth looks really good. Yeah, I'm still trying to sandwich that into my Squash it in there yeah. somehow. Um, that looks cool. Uh, also, very keen to see some of the kind of um, Japanese selections this mm. year look really, really tight as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. It's looking very fun. It is like a jigsaw puzzle, and we were talking about this off air. When you start talking to your friends, you do you do the spreadsheet. Yeah. You sit at home with the paper version and the website open. Yeah. You sort out your calendar. You're like, I'm ready to go. And then you talk to a friend, and they're like, but have you thought about this movie? And you're like, oh, God, I have to start all over again. Revision five. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, Document. Um, the you know there's the those scenes in the movies where the the detective's gone yeah. insane and he's sitting on the floor in his undies with a bottle of whiskey and there's like the the red string connecting all these disparate things. Oh yes. Yeah, that's that's me. That's Film festival season. Yeah, my I friends think... are worried about me. <laughs> it's alright because they'll also all be losing their minds in the theatre over the next month as well. Uh, it is screening though for anyone who does want to go and see the Little Richard documentary. It is screening quite a lot of screenings actually. ASB Waterfront. Theatre, Hollywood Avondale and the Bridgeway, 20th of July, 21st, 26th and then the 6th of August as well. So lots of opportunities. Go to see go. it in the Hollywood, be good. Yeah, nice go see and, it. Nice rock and roll venue. Hard out. I reckon we should have a bit of Little Richard now. Thank you very much, Matthew Crawley. See you in the theatre. Oh, hey, this song? You're playing the song we talked about? Yeah, we are. The original lyrics to this song, he had to change uh, hmm. on the day that they were recording it because... Oh. This is a song about anal sex, and uh, they got someone to come and change those lyrics because they were very overt, and probably he wouldn't have been uh, quite as popular uh, as, (laughs) yeah. But, uh, you know, have a listen with new ears and um, Google the original lyrics and um, enjoy Tutti Fruity. Thank you very much.
listening to B-Movies, thanks to Mitsu Bar. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.